I think that, you know, in as much as we're struggling to come to terms with uh, the events of last week, Thursday, the media are too. Um, we're in a period where our media are under particularly difficult pressures. You know, the public broadcaster is, is a clear and obvious one. Uh, and so our other private media, we've seen a lot of retrenchments. So we've got a lot, we've got fewer journalists uh, having to report on, you know, if not more issues than before, even more complex issues than before. And so within that particular area, you're bound to get, uh, you know, poor reports, and you're also bound to get some ones that are going to be really excellent and help us think. But it is, there's no doubt that this is a very difficult uh, period for media. Um, and I think that the worrying thing is, is that what we might see is some critical decisions perhaps not getting the attention that they deserve. So in as much as this is a big story, stories like uh, the fracking, for example, being given the go-ahead in the Karoo is also something that is of profound national importance that I don't think we've given nearly enough attention to. It's interesting you bring that up because one of the comments uh, I read just before I spoke to you uh, spoke to the fact that some issues perhaps are being ignored. How worried should we be about this tweet which appeared alleging that one media organization, again, it's not known, uh, should be their journalists were tasked with going around to basically to dig up any dirt they could find on Malusi Gigaba. Does this kind of uh, thing go on and should media be taken to account for it? Well, <clears throat> until and unless that's proven to be accurate assessment, I don't think that people should worry about it you know, very much. I don't think you should lose sleep over unverified tweets. If you were to do that, you'd be, you'd never sleep at all because there's so much nonsense on social media. That's what the, where we need to rely on media increasingly is to give us news and information that is balanced and fair and accurate. Or even if it isn't balanced, you're relying on them to give you information that you are interested in and then in fact can rely on. So, I think that what we should be looking at is judging media on the content that they produce uh, rather than thinking we need to get into a panic about uh, you know, an unverified uh, uh, leak, effectively. Now, let's talk about those comments made by uh, Ntembo, talking about uh, the Media um, Appeals Tribunal. Made the point that uh, most of the media, it's, uh, he said, uh, is only interested in pr- printing or publishing or broadcasting bad news about the government and not enough positive news is uh, reported in that regard. Is there any fairness to certain calls like that? I mean, you're a monitoring organization. I mean, how do we compare uh, to international countries in the way, you know, the media as the so-called fourth estate is putting government in the spotlight? So, look, you know, these are complex and nuanced things and why I think these sort of uh, sort of one-stop shoehorn-sized ridiculous ideas of a media appeals tribunal are so bad to deal with what is a difficult issue. So let's take last week Thursday's events. Are, are the events of the cabinet reshuffle, is that a good news story or a bad news story? And who determines that, you know? And if the media reports on that as they do, does that mean that, they're being, that they're doing good or doing bad? And are they, is, is saying the Minister of Finance was a very good minister and therefore being fired is wrong, is that good news or is it bad news or is it simply something else? And who determines that? So that's why I'm very wary of, of this sort of simple, simplistic binary thing of saying, you know, we, <clears throat> we represent, uh, the media represents government negatively and they never tell the positive things. Because I don't think that that's necessarily true at all. Um, but also because... How does that help us advance our, 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 our democracy? Rather, what you want to be doing is, is asking questions about saying, well, 
what are the issues that are being covered by media? What are the, the, the clear gaps that, that, that are there? And to what extent are those covered? And do media help us really come to grips and help us understand those issues? So, for example, it's fine to say the Minister of Finance was a good minister, but on what basis do we say that? Is it because of these one, two, three policies, or is it because of something else? You know, we need to make sure that media are able to give audience the criteria on which to to judge those things. And it's not about then saying, well, it's only negative or it's only positive. That said, you know, there's no doubt that government has some valid concerns when they say, well, you don't report on some of the good things that that do happen, some of the, the openings. So we know that the president speaking at um, in KZN about the launch of a new housing project, the actual housing project itself didn't get very much coverage, and yet that's a really potentially a really good story. Does that mean that the, that the media missed something, or is that you know because maybe the government didn't communicate that properly enough? I don't know. Yeah, well, it kind of leads me into my next thing in terms of some of the support which has been given to the cabinet reshuffle, uh, for instance, from the ANC Women's League and other voices within uh, the ruling party. Has the media broadly done enough to reflect those? So I think that if you want to say, well, are they giving equal weight to those views? It, it, it attempts to somehow say that they must necessarily go and find them and, and see how they're being communicated. I think what we do know is that if we look at the at the media coverage over the last few days, and you and you say, well, did we hear from um, you know the Speaker of Parliament? Yes, we did. She had a, a, um, a press conference that was covered extensively, the content of which was covered extensively. Uh, we we haven't, I don't think, heard much from uh, Jesse Duarte in the media, and maybe that's because she hasn't held a press conference. If it isn't, then I think that there is a very clear. Uh, kind of gap there, but again, it's, I don't think what you want to be doing is saying that the, that that you should expect media to necessarily give pure um, equal amounts of coverage to each of those views. Um, you know, you need you do need to be expecting media to make their own balanced news judgment. So you should think that coverage on SABC channels, for example, should be uh, different, perhaps more extensive, offering more interviews. Uh, for example, than you might expect on a on a on a commercial channel, for example. Um, but I don't think that you want to be saying, are, are they giving enough coverage to to all those sites? You want to be you want you do want to be able to say, if we listen to these and these radio stations and read these and these media and um, watch these and these things, do we get a fair sense of what the views are and the views that are going on? And that's when you're going to start to get some interesting answers came up on uh, Friday, uh, particularly with Pravin Gordon, uh, you know, going after ANN7 and accusing the media organization mm. of, of, you know, pursuing particular agendas. But by the same token, um, and this was another comment made by Mtembu, or an in- insinuation perhaps that some other media organizations actually are actively pursuing a, a destructive um, agenda against the government i mean it would be very it's impossible for us to know exactly what goes on in editorial meetings or you know uh, behind those closed doors and this tweet over the weekend just lends an air of mystery about that but how does one protect and as a monitoring agency i mean how can one tell whether there are signs that any particular organization is pursuing a particular agenda 
So look, you know, we, we analysed the SABC's coverage during the elections last year and we found for the first time since our emerging democracy that there were clear attempts on some of the services of SABC to bias, negatively bias some parties and positively favour others. That we can tell because we've, we did extensive research and analysis on it and it's possible to do that around these other media. I think when it comes to these kind of complaints that are alleged, you know, I'm a bit troubled by Minister Godon's comments on that, to be honest, you know, because if he, if he felt that he had legitimate concerns about that, why did he not lodge complaints with the Broadcast Complaints Commission? And let's be clear, you know, the, the ANC's position paper does have, doesn't seem to express any concern in any way whatsoever with the Broadcast Complaints Commission, which operates in a very, very similar manner to the press council's uh, structures. Yet he didn't, you know. Similarly, if the ANC have got allegations that a particular media is following a particular agenda, then they must lodge concerns. It's no good saying, oh, it doesn't work when you haven't actually tried to use the thing. We have seen very high-profile cases where media, for example, the Sunday Times on the on, on some of the stuff around the, the, the rogue unit, were found to be uh, particularly compromised, and that's, and that's done huge amounts of damage to their credibility. Um, you know, so to suggest that, this, the, that that kind of system doesn't, have, doesn't work or doesn't have any impact simply is not borne out by the facts.